Have you ever felt like you don't know what to do in life? Have you ever felt like you're a bit lost? We all go through these phases, these periods of our lives. Maybe you're yet to go through it. Maybe you're going through it right now. No matter who you are, no matter how how together you've got it, we all go through these phases in life where we don't know what to do. Maybe we feel very dissatisfied with what we're doing. We feel unfulfilled and we feel like our lives have stagnated. It normally starts with this feeling that something is just wrong. You don't know what it is, but maybe you're unhappy, happy, maybe you're miserable, maybe you just feel like something is wrong. You haven't got this enjoyment, you haven't got this spark, you haven't got this energy, this like go get attitude for life anymore. You're just like going through the motions and you have this gray cloud or this fog appear over your head. Maybe you're at that beginning stage, whatever it is. Or maybe you have like like a full dis... You're just completely dissatisfied with what you are doing. You don't like it. You don't know why you're doing it. You don't know why you're doing this job. You don't know why you're in this relationship. You don't know why you're doing this thing. And you have no clear path or sense of direction. So we all go through these phases in life We've all been through them, we all go through them, you will go through them, no matter who you are, where we feel a little bit lost, where you don't know what to do, you don't have a sense of purpose. So when I was at university, I think it was four or five years ago now, when I was 18 years old, crazy, I'm 24, I went to university on a bit of a whim. I didn't really, I finished school, so first and foremost, let's consider transitions. When you can, when you change through any any major transitionary period in your life, be it an end of relationship, be it a changing job, be it getting fired from your job, be it maybe you've moved to a new town, maybe you've, you've finished education, whatever it is, we go through these large scale transitionary periods in our life where we get a lot of change. And more often than not, or quite often, if not handled correctly, they can be the cause of a lot of pain and a lot of misery if you allow them to. So when we go through these transitions, when we go through these big life changes, we suddenly go from something we're very, very familiar to, to something that's unfamiliar to us. We go from having all this structure, we go from having a familiar routine, a regimented routine, to into this new thing or into nothing, and we don't have this structure, we don't have this routine, we don't have this thing that fucking holds us together. So when we go through these transitionary periods in our life, be it finishing education, relationship, whatever it is, when we come out the other side, when we finish it or when it ends, it can be very miserable and it can be very, very dangerous. So yeah, when I was at university about five, four or five years ago, I went to university after I finished my A-levels, which in the UK is like finishing your higher education. It's optional. You can do it if you want to go on to university or if you want to get a job that requires these A-levels. So I finished my A-levels at 17, 18, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And in the last few months before finishing, I was like, okay, I've always loved the ocean. I've always loved, I've got, I'm interested in science. I'm pretty fucking good at it. I'm going to go to university and study marine biology and oceanography. So I did that on a bit of a whim. And I ended up going to a place called the University of Plymouth which is one of the best, I think, in Europe for marine biology. It's not an amazing uni all round, but for that specific course, it is very, very good and very, very sought after. It's quite competitive. I got in, I got good grades, fortunately enough, and for the next three years, I worked my fucking ass off at the university 
in order to finish the course and in order to get a degree and in order to be the first person in my family to have a university degree. So I ground, I would get up at 6am every single day, I'd go through my morning routine, I'd go through a morning walk, I'd read, I'd do my normal shit, I'd go through my daily routine, I'd have formulating all these good habits, I'd then go to my lectures at a certain time, I'd train afterwards and then I'd come back home to do three hours editing a YouTube video and then any other work, any other coursework, whatever it is that I had to do, essays, I would plan, I would do, and then I'd record a YouTube video, and then I'd have a little bit of time left over before I went to bed, or I'd work late into the night. Long story short, I was incredibly busy. And at university, I had I was incredibly goal-orientated. Like I, I knew I was in, I was orientated towards a goal, and I had the, I was following a process as well that was getting me towards that goal. So I had all this structure in my life, and it got me there. I finished university, I got a pretty decent grade. I got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Life was good. Life was Gucci. Life was great. I was going like foot flat out on the throttle. And then I finished university. And then I knew that I didn't want to do marine biology as a career because it didn't really didn't interest me as thought as much as I thought it did. After third year, I, I probably had PTSD from marine biology. Let me tell you a thing or two about marine biology, okay? Most people think marine biology is saving dolphins and pulling sea turtles out of the ocean and pulling straws out of their noses and tickling cute things in the sea. Marine biology is not that. Marine biology is minus eight degrees up to your elbows in mud in Sweden searching for worms or if you're lucky a nephrops norvegicus aka a scampi especially oceanography marine biology is sitting on top of a boat in the pouring rain trying to see a dolphin that you may or may not see once in 10 days in the distance of approximately 17,000 miles away marine biology is well oceanography is sieving through 20 different mesh sizes in order to determine how big different particles of sand are, then counting them and running statistical analysis on that sand or sediment. That was not for me. I was like, okay, I'm not feeling this. And after the third year when it got ridiculously hard, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do marine biology. That's all I knew. So I left university and a lot of people went straight into jobs and they, they maintain the structure. They maintain this sense of purpose, this sense of direction. I finished. I finished university and... I didn't know what to do. I was lost. So I went traveling. That was probably a pretty good idea, to be honest. I went traveling. I saw the world. I did a load of different things. I went to a load of festivals in the summer. I was still doing loads of stuff. I still have a sense of purpose. And this is incredibly relevant considering the coronavirus situation we have. A lot of people are going to relate to this and being quarantined and not being able to do a lot of things. I had something to work towards, even if it's something as simple as going out on a Saturday night. Like it's Saturday day, your your day is, uh, is, is based around you're going to be going out later. You're looking forward to it oh you have to have a shower you have to go back you have to get ready you have some kind of basic structure so in the summer all that was there it was all good I was meeting people I was living up living the dream or had all this stress removed from university work and then winter came and festivals ended and my tenancy ended where I was living in Plymouth in my university house and I moved back to the small town of Bude in the southwest of England and all my friends that I'd met were, were no longer there. I moved back with, in with my dad, who I absolutely loved the bits, but he obviously has this preconceived notion or treats me a certain way like I was when I was younger before I started to do all these things to make myself a better person, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I was, in a, I was back in my old environment and it felt like I'd taken one step forwards and 10 steps back. And uh, 
I began to get very miserable. I began to get very unhappy. I didn't have a I didn't have any structure anymore to my life. I didn't have a sense of direction. I didn't have a sense of purpose. I didn't have something to work towards. I was just making money off YouTube. I was making these YouTube videos that were less exciting than, and less enjoyable to make than all the ones that I'd have been making. I started to slip up on my morning routine. I started to stop doing that because I was back in an old environment. I stopped stopped reading books. I started to go to bed late. I started to play a lot of video games just to give me an instant dopamine spike to pass the time and give me some enjoyment and some like excitement. I then thought it was a great idea to start smoking weed every single day as well, which let me give you a spoiler, is not a great thing to start doing. I probably wouldn't advise it. And uh, that led to me eating loads of shit food, which led to me getting fat, which led to me being more unhappy, which led to me doing more of those destructive negative things, which led to me going to bed really, really late, which led to me getting up at like 1 p.m. every day and then going to bed at like 3 a.m. and just having these days of procrastination doing nothing. I'll get to the end of the day and be like, what the fuck have I done with my day? What have I done with my life? What a waste of a day that was. And I remember coming, I remember like it getting to the evening and just being like, it's so much pain and anguish. I'll fucking cry at how... I've wasted an entire day and how angry at myself I was for letting this happen and letting myself get so out of shape and my life go to absolute pieces. And then I'll just go and do the same thing again and again and again and again. And it is incredibly dangerous because you get trapped in this cycle. Habits can be good or bad. And you start to form these little bad habits, these small little things that might not seem like a problem. And it's a snowball effect. They gradually lead to other bad habits. They get bigger, they amplify, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you have basically feel like you fucked up your life. And uh, this is all this all comes down to a breakdown of structure. So it comes down to a lack of structure, a lack of goals, a lack of things to work towards, amongst other things. I made a podcast called The Downward Spiral, which a lot of you guys really, really liked. And basically, it's, you're, you're going into a downward spiral because you're allowing all these things to happen. So how could I have avoided this? And I think I did avoid it in some sense by going away in the summer and by traveling. But what you've got to realize is that it all comes down to a breakdown of structure, a lack of goals and not knowing what to do or where to go in your life. So it can be incredibly dangerous because it's probably going to happen to all of you. We all go through these transitions. No, no relationship, pretty much no relationship is going to last forever especially the first one, everyone's going to get their heart broken, uh, everyone's going to finish education or end education, everyone is going to be in a phase in their life, a chapter in their life, which is going to come to an end, it's, it's inevitable, it's going to happen, and when those things end, you can fuck it up very, very easily, and I'm going to show you today what I have done, where I've went wrong, how I've fucked things up, and my personal take, what I've learned, what I've read, on actually getting a sense of direction, finding a sense of purpose and not being so so lost in life. So if you're in this situation, first of all, you want to sort your shit out. Look at all these bad habits, look at all these things that you're doing, these, these little pieces that have been shattered everywhere, the fucking mirror that's broken over the floor, and you want to begin to pick up the pieces by putting a stop to all the things that you're doing. And the great start to that is by starting to get up early. Get up early and make your bed. Get up early and make your bed. I've spoke about this before, but by getting up early and making your bed, you're having a win for the day, you're setting yourself up to on the right track, and you're gonna get a little dopamine spike from doing this positive thing, because it's a, your dopamine is a reward, uh, uh, the, the neurotransmitter that's responsible for forming habits, and this thing, this chemical in your brain that makes you feel rewarded for things, it makes you feel good, so do that, start the day right. Get up early, don't sleep in, and I'd suggest first and foremost, I could do a whole podcast on this, so I'm not going to go into it too deeply, formulate 
a morning routine. Get into a decent morning routine. Get up early. It's going to be hard a few times. Even if you go to bed late, just set an early alarm. Drag yourself out of fucking bed and begin to find some basic structure in your life. So I won't stop on that. But next, next what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to establish some kind of structure in your life. And like I said, you can do that through a morning routine. But obviously, if you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know where you want to go, if you don't know what to do in life, it's incredibly hard to establish structure because you've got nothing to structure your life around. Like you might work, you might do a job that you don't enjoy, you might be miserable by it. But Unless you know you have goals and ambitions, you don't know where to structure your life around. So the root cause of this, the root cause of this issue, the root cause, root cause of this misery is not having something to aim towards, not having a sense of purpose, not having a, not being conscientious, not considering what your, who, who relies on you, a greater sense of purpose, a bigger picture, not working towards something. And when you don't have that, that is when you become fucking miserable and life can become very, very shit. So most simple thing I would say is try new things. Whatever opportunities are offered to you, try them. Try as many different things as possible. That's why I think traveling is a really, really good idea. A lot of, like I've read in books or certain books, what book, I can't remember what book it was, advise against traveling because it's escaping, it's escapism from the present moment, it's escapism from the now. But I think that traveling and being present and going out to meet people, it can be really, really good as long as you're, as long as you really absorb it, as long as you, you're immersed in other cultures, as long as you go out of your way to meet people, to try new things, to actually expand the what is known to you into the unknown, it can be very, very beneficial. So in terms of life, in terms of career, I just going out and trying new things so going traveling going on a holiday trying a new sport if it's if you haven't got a lot of money if you if something locally just joining a new club doing things that you wouldn't normally do doing things that scare you doing things that you literally have never tried before go out and try things and you're going to find things that you you will enjoy you will find things that you enjoy you will find like-minded people you will find people in a similar boat to you and by building a community it's going to make you feel a lot better number one but number two by finding like-minded people they're going to lift you higher and they're going to give you a give you a more of a they're going to like push you towards a sense of direction and you're going to be able to know know what you want to do more so than being on your own and number three obviously we're social creatures so being on your own is fucking miserable you want to you want to try new things and i've used this analogy before life is like a bicycle so life is like a bicycle and if you're on a bicycle and you're not moving it you're probably gonna fall off the bicycle's gonna tip over sideways and you're gonna smash your face in the pavement but if a bicycle is moving if you're pedaling on a bicycle even if you're going the wrong direction you're stable you're not gonna fall off it's all good so you've got to realize that do something rather than nothing. By not doing anything, you are going to smash your face on the pavement. By doing something, whatever it is, no matter how stupid it seems, by working towards something, you are going to be a whole fucking lot happier than you are if you are not doing anything. So if, we t- if we're considering careers then, you maybe don't, don't know what you want to do, you don't know where to go. Careers then, let's consider careers. So that's all well and good, Mo. You've got a job you want to do, you went from university and blah, 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 blah. You have a pretty clear-cut path. What people fail to understand is that I've had a lot of jobs. I've done a lot of things. I've been a, I've done commercial diving before. I've done commercial scallop diving, so like scuba diving. I've worked in the film industry. I've worked in kitchens. I've done manual labor work. I've worked with my dad. I've shoveled fucking shit for hours and hours and hours for days on end. I've done grass cutting. I've done a lot 
of different things. And it's by doing those things that I've found what I really, really want to do. I've worked at festivals and it's only because I've tried so many different things. I've been proactive. I've had a sense of direction of actually like not sat on my ass 24 seven all the time and just being like, oh, life's fucking miserable. I don't know what to do. That I've actually been able to develop and, and navigate towards this, towards this job or this career that I'm happy with and feel fulfilled and content with. So in terms of careers then, let's consider it two different ways. Let's let's pull back a minute and consider chasing your passion. So maybe you know what you want to do. Maybe you you have something that you're incredibly passionate about, and uh, you wanna you wanna follow your passion. You wanna chase your dreams. Should you do that? There is a book called the what's it called? Get so good they can't ignore you. And they they break it down to two different things. They they say there's two different ways of approaching a career. Number one is the passion hypothesis, which is this hypothesis that states that you should find what you love and you should just pour everything into it and do it. And number two is the craftsman hypothesis, which states that you should find something that is okay. You should pour everything into it. Maybe not everything. You should pour a lot of your time, give it 100% effort, get really good at it, become a craftsman at your craft. And then through that, you will find your passion and then you will learn to love it. So which one's right? The passion or the craftsman the hypothesis? Considering I have passion tattooed across my chest, you would probably think it's going to be the passion hypothesis. But I'm going to say that is the incorrect answer. So I'm all for chasing your passion and following your dreams. But you got to realize that if you want to follow your passion, make sure that you have a necessity. Make sure that it isn't just about you. Because too often people want to be a rock star or they want to be a, uh, I don't know, they want to be a famous footballer. And why do they want to do that? Do they want to do that because they're going to be able to donate more money to charity? Do they want to do that because it's going to give them a larger fulfilling sense of purpose? More often, no, they don't. More often, they just want to do it because they're going to get fame or they're going to get lots of money or they're going to get girls. It's a very selfish, self-centered thing. So if you have a passion and it is entirely selfish and entirely about you and not about anyone else and you don't have a necessity for anyone else, it's probably not a good idea to follow it. But I know a lot of people listening aren't even going to have a passion or they don't know what they want to do. On the other hand, which gives hope to everyone, the craftsman hypothesis, the hypothesis that states you should do something that you find okay, you should try lots of different things and stick at them and then see if you enjoy it, that is probably the best way to go. Because let's say, for example, then, let's use some of my past life, for example. I was interested in diving. So something that sparks your interest. It wasn't a necessarily a massive passion of mine. I did enjoy it. And I decided to get a commercial diving license. I decided to get a commercial diving job where I worked on a boat. And uh, I did that for, for a period of months. I dived for a period of years. And I invested money into it. I invested a lot of time into it. I did a lot of research on it. I did a lot of reading. I developed this craftsman mindset where I made sure that I got good at it. I'd go, I'd improve. And eventually... I got very good at it. And uh, I realized after doing it for a number of months or a number of years that it wasn't for me and I should probably try something else. But the, the main key takeaway here is that I did it for a couple of months or a couple of years. I did it for a certain period of time where I got good at it and I developed something called career capital. And career capital is a, a valuable a a asset or is this a safety net? It's like me going to university. So now what I can do is if I want to try something else, let's say I want to become a country music singer. That's a pretty shit example because that's going to be a passion hypothesis one. Let's say I want to be a rocket scientist because I believe that space exploration is the way to save humanity from its sins and imminent destruction from global warming. 
So I'm going to adopt this craftsman mindset. And I'm going to put everything in or I'm going to pour my heart and soul into being a craftsman for that. If that fails, if that flops, which it probably would, I've got the safety net of my university degree to fall back on. I've got the safety net of the... Uh, the commercial diving to fall back on. I've done all these other things, so I've, I've always got this as a safety net, and I've got all this career capital, all this valuable capital stored from the other things that I've tried and got good at behind me. So it gives me a lot more confidence to take risks, to try new things. Let's say, for example, I stuck to one job that I fucking hated, such as dishwashing. I never tried new things, I never left the job, and then I wanted to be a rocket scientist, and that failed. And then I couldn't bear going back to dishwashing. What am I going to do? Like, my life's going to be miserable and I'm going to be absolutely fucking, fucking sumped. Equally, on the flip side, let's say that I did my, I quit dishwashing straight away and then I started to, started to do, follow my passion and, and chase my dreams and then that failed. Same shit's going to happen. Ultimately, what you're going to want to do is find something that's okay. So in terms of finding a job, in terms of finding a, a, a passion, something that you enjoy, the idea behind the craftsman hypothesis is that you do something, you get good at it. And when you get good at it, the, the reward in itself of getting good at something that you started off at and you weren't very good at is what's going to develop your passion. It's what's going to make you passionate. At the minute, I'm producing a lot of music. I'm doing it every single day. I do not enjoy doing it. I did not enjoy starting doing it. But I want to make people the same way that music has made. I want to make people feel the same way that music has made me feel. So I have this necessity. I have this reason why I want to do it. I'm now doing an hour at least every single day without fail. And I can tell you that it started off as an absolute drag. Now I really enjoy it. I really, really like it. So by applying yourself to something, by getting good at it, by eating shit for a little bit, by embracing the suck and just fucking going head down regardless of how you feel, you are eventually going to develop some kind of passion for it or learn to enjoy it. Or if you, if you don't, you've done it long enough and you've become good at it, at least you, you've got the career capital behind you and you have taken something good, good away from it. So then, try lots of different things and, uh, and just stick it out. In terms of a, a job or a career, I'll go into more life aspects in a minute. In terms of a job or a career or life, in, in, order, to, in order to find something that you can, you can follow, you can comfortably follow, it needs to have the following criteria. Number one, you need to, if you're working with other people, you need to enjoy the people that you're working with. You need to be able to tolerate them. It needs to be okay. You, you can't despise them, you can't hate them. You, you have to get on with them. Number two, is the career you're following. It has to have the potential for growth. It has to have the opportunity for your, you to improve and go up the ranks. And number three, third and foremost, is you have to feel like you're serving others. You have to feel like you are doing something that's gonna benefit other people or the world, something bigger than you. And if a job has those three things, even if it's not necessarily for you or you don't necessarily enjoy it or you've been, been offered it and you don't know what to do, fucking do it. Because if you have those three things, if you have, if you, if you don't hate the people that you work with, you don't even have to like them as long as you can tolerate them. If you have the opportunity to grow and if you have the what's the third one, opportunity to grow. If you have the necessity and you know that you want to, you want to help people or you, you believe in what you're doing, you feel like it has a sense of purpose, then that has the potential to develop, you have the potential to develop a passion, whatever it is. It's all about, it's like a, it's like a, uh, what's a good example? What's a good example? It's like having 10 cups in front of you and one of the cups has a gold coin inside and the other 10 cups are empty. You can even look at the 10 cups and be like, oh, I don't know what cup it is. There's no fucking point in going on. 
or you can begin to lift up the cups one by one and eventually through a process of elimination, you're going to find the golden coin in the cup. It's all about getting a, creating a sense of direction and aligning yourself to what you enjoy and what you believe with and that, believe in. And the only way you're gonna be able to do that is by trying loads of different things, which makes perfect fucking sense. I just want to reiterate, the worst thing you can do is nothing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. The worst thing you can do is stick at a dead end job that doesn't have any potential for growth. Stick doing the same shitty routine because if you don't stick doing the, the same shit where you don't take action, because if you don't, if you do the same stuff or if you don't do anything, if you do the same shit, nothing is going to change. So then finding happiness, that's a bit more specific in terms of jobs, finding happiness and a sense of purpose in, in general life. Finding meaning. I read a book recently and it's called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel, I believe. And what the book is about is it's about someone, a, a psychologist during the 1939 to 1945 period of the Second World War that was, I think he's a Jewish man and he was taken to Auschwitz concentration camp. He was in numerous concentration camps and he was taken to Auschwitz. And the chance of you surviving when you get into Auschwitz are one in 20. So if you don't know, if you're, you, you missed history, um, it's basically a, if you are Jewish, if you had any disabilities, if you're a political prisoner, the Nazis would take you to a concentration camp, lock you up, basically imprison you in these horrendous conditions for forced labor, and uh, you had a one in 20 chance of surviving. One in 20, what's that, 5%. And the remaining 95% of people would either be experimented on surgically by doctors to, for, to further the Aryan race, or they'd be sent, like the majority, to furnaces and gas chambers where they'd be gassed, basically. So it was a terrible place to live. And in these concentration camps, life was fucking miserable. So first thing is you arrive at the concentration camp on a train, you'll get off the train, you'll be met by guards, you'll be met by blows, you'll get probably slapped around a little bit beaten up you'll have your possessions taken so you'll have any any gold any valuables on you and uh I, the way they got these people to go to camps is they they made them out to be this like nice nice work camp rather than this absolute hell so they get off the train they'd be and then they'd be sorted there'd be an ss guard or there'd be a doctor depending on where they go and uh, he would he would point left or right left or right if you went to the right you'd go straight to the furnace if you went to the left you'd be taken to the camp to work so this victor franco guy um victor e franco psychologist was basically taken to auschwitz concentration camp and he was, he got off a train and he was fortunate enough, well, depending on how you want to look at it, he was fortunate enough to be spared from the gas chambers, spared from the ovens, they called them. And he was taken into Auschwitz where he was made to work over the next four, five, six year period. And he lived in this, these disgusting, horrendous conditions where people would die of starvation. If you are unable to, you would get beaten if you didn't work you'd have to go forced forced slave labor in like minus 10 degrees polish german eastern european winters and uh they wouldn't be given clothes they wouldn't be given shoes they'd be wearing rags they would use uh the shoes that they had they'd use bits of wire to to act as shoelaces and suffer from horrendous frostbites and there was i think it was what was it Ty, ty begins with th a uh, a disease typhus that was typhus was ripe around around the camp and maybe cholera as well i think it was just typhus though and uh, so disease is really high people were starving to death they'd be given a diet diet of about 8 800 1200 calories a day and when when you're doing that much work in in that cold environment you probably need around 
3,000 calories per day at least. So people were slowly starving to death, dying. They looked like absolute skeletons. You've probably all seen the pictures, you don't need to see it. But anyway, they're in these horrendous conditions and the, the, the premise of the book, Man's Search for Meaning, I highly recommend reading it. It's one of my favorite books. It's really, really good. Is uh, is The premise of the book is we have the there's this thing called the last of human freedoms. I spoke about it before. And it's this ability to choose one's emotions. We have this, we, we as creatures, we're able to choose the way that we feel. Between stimulus and response, if I was to slap you around the face right now, it obviously hurt you getting slapped to be a stimulus. But your response to me slapping you around the face, you have a choice. You probably either cower away or you probably try and fight me. That is a choice. You have a conscious effort to do that. So in terms of the way we feel about things, we have this conscious choice to respond to our situations and how we feel. And I know you're probably thinking, Mo, that's all well and good. How, I can't just choose to be happy though. And I completely fucking get that. We're, no one, we can't just choose to be happy. But something else that the book goes into is that we can choose goals and we can choose things to look forward to and we can choose what we find meaning in and what we find value in. So we have this last of human freedoms, this gap between our response and our our response and a stimulus. And man's search for meaning is basically how we have the ability to choose the way that we feel about something. And it's not necessarily saying that we can flick a switch and we can feel a certain way. We can be like, oh, I'm going to be happy today. I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be angry because we're not robots, we're not computers. And that isn't always the case or well it's very very rarely the case that we can just choose or anyone can choose to switch on their emotions it talks more about how we have the we can frame things in a certain way we can choose to view things in a certain way and that can ultimately make us happy or unhappy Viktor Frankl talks about finding meaning in su suffering there's you've probably heard existence is suffering the old quote from um, but there is this there is this phrase that's thrown around a lot and it's life is suffering, there is meaning in suffering and in order to find a purpose, in order to survive these camps, what these people would have to do, what these prisoners would have to do, would they would they would have to find a meaning in their suffering. They'd have to find a, a sense of purpose or a sense of meaning in their situation. And it's only through finding a sense of purpose or a sense of meaning, only having a direction that they'd be able to endure the endure these terrible things. If you didn't go to work, if you didn't make the quota, if you looked ill, if you looked demotivated, if you looked tired, if you looked like you couldn't, you weren't a valuable asset. You were, you were stra sent straight to the straight straight to the gas the gas ovens. He used an example of a friend of his, someone in the same cabin that they were they were they were living in, and he says that there there were a couple of people. So imagine two people in this concentration camp. Imagine someone that was looking looking forward to seeing to, to getting released okay let's say someone was looking forward to getting released and as the war came to an end there's always rumors of the 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 war finishing and them getting released them getting freed and they're gonna be they're gonna survive the camps they're gonna go home and they're gonna they're gonna make it and uh he said by this date i've heard that we're gonna get released and so he had all these hopes and he had all these dreams and he like imagined getting out and being free and he had endured years and years in the camp and then the date came and they didn't get released. And he'd set himself up to expect to be free, to escape this hell by this date. And when that date came, it's similar to, in the same psychological sense, to, to, to finishing something. When that date came and he wasn't freed, he was still in this hell. He was still in this absolute hellhole of people dying and starving and getting beaten and gassed and tortured and experimented on. 
and uh, he was he was still in this same place, except he didn't have this goal of his thing to shoot towards. So one of the main takeaways here is that you've got to have something to work towards. If you don't have something to work towards, if you don't have something to look up to, if you don't have a sense of direction, a sense of purpose, you are going to be miserable and you're going to be unhappy. And when it comes to things like Auschwitz and the, the concentration camps, for example, the people that survived were the people that had a developed sense of necessity in terms of they were doing this for a reason. They were enduring this for a reason. They This 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 too shall pass, an ancient stoic quote. Uh, they were going through this to, to get back and see their family. They were enduring this because they believed that by them doing it, someone else would be would be free. Whatever it is, there is always a way that you can frame things. The last of human freedoms isn't necessarily about choosing to have a positive mindset or choosing to be happy and choosing in a blink of a moment to that I know I'm going to be happy right now when you're fucking someone's just died that you love very very dearly. The last of human freedoms is all about framing things in a certain way, and it's been proven there is um, there's there's there's, there's Studies, neurological studies done that show you can you can break old old neurological pathways and form break old ones and form new ones, new positive ones. You haven't got this fixed pessimistic mindset by actively being grateful and actively seeking out gratitude. I write down three things that I'm grateful every for every single day. By being grateful, by actively engaging in like positive mental attitude, by Doing, doing these things and being grateful for stuff, you can actually change the way that your brain is hardwired from being like more optimistic or more pessimistic to optimistic. So the people in these, the prisoners in these concentration camps, if they want to survive, the ones that survived had this larger sense of purpose. It's like when I was in hospital. When I was in hospital for, for weeks at a time, for... I've spent months in agonizing pain, unable to walk. I've, I've not always been strong. I've not always been happy. I've not always been to get through it. But the last time I had this happen to me when I was in hospital and I underwent numerous surgeries, I was in a hospital room on my own in the middle of nowhere, I was grateful and I was happy. And why was I happy? Because I was enduring it. I was enduring the suffering. I knew that I would get through it. I knew that I'd be able to tell a great story from it. I knew that I'd be able to motivate people for it. I knew that people would rely, would, I'd be able to tell this story like I'm telling to you right now and it'd be able to help people out of a dark place. It'd be able to lift people up. I'd be able to inspire people. I'd be able to change lives and help someone out of a similar situation. So I found this purpose, this greater thing. And Viktor Franco in his book, I think it was a, a psychological study or he had a book that he was writing. I don't know if it is this one that man such for meaning, but he had a book and he wanted to his his he had to get out of his camp so he could finish writing his book. And that was the thing that got him through the camp. That was the thing that got him through these incredible incredible incredibly hard times of hardship. That's what got him through years of starvation beatings, that's what got him through working in sub-zero conditions, frostbite. That's how he got through it by having this necessity, this larger sense of purpose, this goal, this thing to aim towards. And there's there's always something you can do. Even if you're suffering, it seems like it has no meaning or it has it has no purpose. It is always you're always gonna be able to flip it somehow. So there is a reason behind it, whether that's writing a book in your situation, writing a book in your event, whether that's maybe you're trapped somewhere, you're, you, you're stuck under a rock like in 127 hours and you, you want to get back to your family, that's going to keep you alive. Or maybe you're, you're, you're enduring this suffering because you know that it's going to, you'll be able to tell this story and it's going to add to your character and you'll be able to motivate and inspire people and help people out of similar situations. It's all about finding meaning in suffering and finding, finding meaning of things, developing a, a higher sense of purpose. So that was a bit of a tangent. But in terms of in terms of suffering, in terms of getting out of that negative 
pessimistic state in terms of enduring things. Maybe you are actually going through some real, real tough fucking hardship right now. Like a mental battle is going to be as hard as a physical one. Maybe going through that, it is going to have meaning and purpose if you allow it to. You just got to think about it. You just got to sit back. And you just got to think what really matters to you. What can you do with this? What can you take away from it? And find the meaning in your suffering. Because even suffering itself, let me tell you, I've experienced this firsthand. When you overcome that, when you overcome suffering, when you overcome adversity and incredibly negative, horrible events with a positive mentality, and you know that you're withdrawing this, you're withstanding what other people, what other other people wouldn't be able to, what people couldn't cope with, what people couldn't mentally deal with, by that, by that, by enduring that, by going through that, by fucking working through it, with your head down, grimacing and putting a big smile on your face and saying fuck you to the negative event, it feels fucking great. It feels amazing and it's going to turn a negative event into something positive. It's all a state of mind. It's all, it's all how you choose to flip it, how you choose to see it. And like, you've got to realize no one's superhuman. Even me during this, I was still, in my times in hospital, I still, I've still fucking cried. I've still been miserable. I've still been angry. But it's about growth and about how about about stepping back and looking at the bigger picture and realizing how how lucky you actually are or how you're taking this taking this suffering for for someone else or there's going to be a larger sense of meaning from whatever you're enduring our brains are hardwired for two main things we get enjoyment when something is is new to us we get enjoyment from novelty and we get enjoyment from a challenge when we overcome something hard so you're going to want to do things that are new like i said try new things at the start and also i suggest doing things that are challenging so doing things that are hard doing things that are difficult things that you can't immediately do and by overcoming new challenges you're going to ultimately be a lot fucking happier and able to able to enjoy life more able to get to places and do more do more good shit and live a more fulfilling and satisfied life so the main thing is is work towards a goal i've given you some ideas of how you can find things just literally try new things try try new stuff no matter how ridiculous it seems get some kind of structure even in the gym man the reason the gym is so good is because when you're, when you're training, you're working towards something. That's why I always suggest tracking your workouts or keeping a mental note of what you're doing. You want to improve on last time. You're chasing a number. You're, you're actively trying to lift more and more weight. And it's showing you, it's giving you this sense of direction and this sense of improvement because you have this structure, you have this workout routine, you have this thing that you're doing that's difficult. You're trying these, you're lifting these new weights, you're doing these new exercises and it's challenging. It's novel and it's challenging. That's why you fucking enjoy it. So that's why as I like suggest physical activity and think it's a great thing to do. But it's the same with, with pretty much everything, everything in life. So set goals and aim towards something. I'm going to make a YouTube video on this, on setting goals. It's going to be up in a few days time or maybe next week. And uh, setting goals is incredibly important. If you don't have goals, you don't have a sense of direction, you don't have a clear cut path, you don't have something to align yourself to, you are going to be miserable again. The main thing is, is to set, set your goal towards something, set your, set your compass towards something and just work towards it. Even if it isn't necessarily your passion, doing something is better than doing nothing. And if you want to take something like that one step further, if you're doing, even doing a really, really shitty job, whatever it is, it's a means to an end. If it's suffering, just realize that it's better than doing nothing and just keep improving, keep doing stuff. If you want to take that one step further, and what I suggest that you should do is set meaningful goals. And what do I mean by meaningful goals? I mean things that 
goals that where you have a necessity, goals that have a sense of purpose, what makes things meaningful. Things are meaningful when you believe that you're working on something greater than yourself, whether that's benefiting the world, humankind, whether that's benefiting individual people, whether that's helping someone out of a similar situation that you're in. Set goals that have a meaning. And when you have a meaning, when you have a necessity, when you feel like you need to do something because other people are relying on you, relying on you, it's going to make you a lot more successful at doing whatever it is that you're doing. So for example, the difference between everyone can get motivated. It's easy to do something when you have motivation. Anyone can do it. Even someone with severe depression, if they're motivated to do something, they can do it. Like anyone can do it. The difference between the people that win and the people that lose are the people that win win and the people that are successful and the people that smash it are they go through times they they still get the training sessions in they still put the work in they still do the work they still stay back and continue working in the office when they don't have the motivation when they don't feel like doing it they're still getting out of bed they're still getting up early because they have this necessity they have this larger sense of purpose how do you develop necessity how do you develop a larger a larger sense of purpose think about who's relying on you right now think about who has always helped you out in life? Who do you care about? Who do you love? Who do you want to help? Who you maybe your parents, maybe your siblings, maybe your friends that have helped you? Who do you want to pay it back to? Whose life do you want to improve? Maybe kids or people that have been in a similar situation as yourself and you don't want other humans to endure what you've endured. Who do you want to help? Who do you want to fucking serve? Write that down. Write down those people's write down those people's names. Put pen to paper and write it down. I'll do it, like I said, I'm doing a full video on this. Who do you want to serve? Really, really think about that. Consider that, and that is gonna cause a necessity to develop where you feel like you need to do right by them, you need to help help those people. Then you want to get your goals, whatever they are, and you want to arrange your goals around those people with that larger sense of purpose. Write down your goals, write down what you want to do, and then write down how to get to, to write down the why, first of all, get a goal, write down a why, how do I how, why should I be doing this? I'm gonna I'm gonna earn a hundred thousand pounds because I'm gonna be able to purely monetary materialistic goal. I'm gonna be able to. Then we're gonna flip it to necessity. I'm gonna be able to take my mum and little sisters on holiday. I'm gonna buy my mum a new house. I'm gonna buy my dad a new car. I'm going to be able to afford healthcare for my family in case something goes wrong and when my parents get old I'm going to be able to afford to care for them more. You're creating a necessity and you're linking to your goals to the things that really matter to you, the things that you mean the most to you in life. So that's, that's what is one of the key most important things. Find a goal, work towards something first of all and then even better, link it to a need or link it to a necessity. Just don't do nothing. Try new things. Try fucking new things. And by setting meaningful goals, by setting things that you're, you you really care about, things that develop a necessity, you're going to really do them even when you don't want to. And that sense of direction, by feeling like you're going somewhere, by shooting towards something, by having a sense of direction, by having a sense of purpose, you're going to be a whole lot happier. The meaning of life, one of the means of life obviously is flexible depending on what you're doing but one of the means of life is to serve the main meaning of life is to if, is serve others improve the lives of others and improve the lives of your fellow human and if you're doing things purely selfishly or if you don't have a sense of direction or a sense of purpose your life isn't going to be isn't going to be good it isn't going to be happy you're you're going to be miserable and you're you're not going to have a good time by having goals you're going to be able to 
work towards something by having meaningful goals you're going to be able to keep going when you don't want to you're going to have a sense of necessity and you're going to get a lot more fulfillment and satisfaction out of life it also gives you a sense of direction by trying different things by developing career career capital like even if you don't know what you want to do man just fucking do it just go for it just do something if you have a spark of interest in something just do it don't think do don't think do just find something try loads of different things even if it petrifies the shit out of you and do those little things do those little things baby steps one at a time try them try new things stick at it for a little bit and you it might be your next passion or it might be your next career or it might be the thing that makes your life worth living develop a necessity find a necessity consider the people that care about you consider the people you care about consider the people that you love can people consider the people that you want to help and whose lives that you want to improve and uh use that necessity to drive you forwards and propel you towards where you want to go and your goals. Sense of direction, meaningful goals, set goals, move, don't do nothing, don't sit there and just let life go by because you're never going to get these years back. Time is a commodity that we can never get back. Unfortunately, we are three-dimensional creatures. We do not control the dimension of time just yet. So time is always progressing, always going, and every moment wasted is an opportunity missed, is someone that you could have helped, you're letting someone down, you're disappointing someone, you're someone out there relies on you for doing, fulfilling your true purpose, whatever it is, whatever it is you could be doing, everyone has these talents, everyone has these skills, everyone has the ability to help other people and improve other people's lives, and whatever it is, whatever hardship you're going through, realize that there can be meaning in your suffering if you let it, and uh, set a goal. Set a goal, work towards it, get up in the morning, get up early, make your bed.